Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Friends. Should we take that again? Hi, everyone. This... No, fuck. Kia ora. Welcome to the Friend Zone. <laughs> oh, a seamless entry. Did, did something just buzz in the background of your room? Yeah, it was. Um, I had a heater on. It's quite chilly at the moment. The temp's really dropped off, but I turned the heater off so it doesn't interfere with the sound. Aye, ah, the now people's champ. Now this is AECMR shit. I'm pouring a hot cup of tea. Oh, that is nice. That in the mic. Yeah, I really feel like I'm there with you. For, for uh, reference, dear listener, I am in Pornicky, Wellington, our nation's capital, and Tim is in Tamaki, Tamaki uh, Auckland, the uh, well, the biggest city. We are separated by land, mm-hmm. but I. Uh, you know, we're using technology. What ranges are we separated by? I don't know. We're separated by the desert road. We're separated by um. These ranges. What is it? I'm so bad at geography that the I don't uh, really... Rimutakas, the Rimutaka yep. ranges. Be definitely some of them. It's and early on, going from your end to mine. Um, probably some other ones. There are some volcanoes. Oh, some... the Ura, the the Yeah, that's a range. I'm pretty sure. Incredible to think that there are active volcanoes. Oh my god, there's so many, and we there's just so many in New Zealand. <laughs> We're just sitting on top of them. We just live around them. We're like, well, are they active though? Are our ones oh, considered I, active? They're dormant. When we were but growing White, up, White Island is active, right? That's classed as an active volcano, I think. Wow, well, yeah, it was a little too active. It pops off. Yeah, Ruapehu, I remember had an eruption during you know like our teenage years. I feel like it was news. Yeah. And that's a ski field. Yes. Like, that seems odd. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. There's some article that I haven't um, read that's in North and South this week about, like, a guy who was a, a Nazi, I think, from Germany who came here and started one of the ski fields. Like, he built it. Oh. Yeah, and he lied about his identity and everything. It's pretty 
pretty buzzy sounding story. Anyway, hey, uh, so what's going on with us? So glad you asked. Um, we're in the middle of New Zealand's comedy festival, um, which is so nice because it got cancelled. It got shit canned right at the last minute last year for obvious reasons. And this is the first time we've got to yeah. do the like, obvious a reasons festival. are that the uh, the jokes that we'd prepared were too powerful. And they, they were said, just too good, and they got very scared yeah, about what they, they might if, do to the community. If you deploy these jokes in rooms full of people, things will never be the same. And yeah. so, we've got respiratory issues in New Zealand. There's a lot of asthma going around because we don't insulate our houses correctly, and you pick that stuff up as a child. If you throw these powerful comedy weapons at a crowd, there will be deaths. And we just couldn't risk it, so everyone stayed in their house for a year. But we're we back, little- baby. We got a little worse at comedy, just the appropriate amount of but telling then, jokes. Then we got better, and we are—I um, would say—New Zealand's comedians presently probably the most match fit in the world. We're doing all right, eh? Incredible and you and I have had—we've um, had—we've had some online nuggets recently. I randomly went viral on TikTok. Oh, you went—you went ballistic. How many people was, watched that clip? It's over two million uh, on that is, TikTok. That is. So two million is such a big number. It is yeah. so many views. But it's just like it's the internet. Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? I, yeah, like, I mean, yes, I understand that. But also, Tim, just remove the fact it's the internet and sort of that you you become uh, immune somewhat to the scale of that number. And just think about it. two million people watched you do stand up. Yeah, I guess so. That's cool. It is cool. It is cool. I but I I don't like to think about it. <laughs> You don't? Well, not 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 from a fair point of view, but just in terms of like, um, you know, I think focusing on those numbers puts you on the yeah, it can, not 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 the sort of path I want to walk. Personally, no, yeah, it's, it's, it can own. be distracting. It's not actually the yeah, value. It doesn't have any value for your your comedy. It's just like yeah. it's a it's a curiosity. It's but also, nice. it's kind of it is vindicating though. It's like, hey, people agree that this was a good. Um, idea <laughs> what you said well, on stage was like a, a very well idea. articulated point because it was the joke was about um, the US healthcare system. The basic yeah. premise is that Grand Theft Auto has a, a more progressive healthcare system than the United States, and two million views is a lot. I, I actually have been meaning to ask you did you get any um, pushback or like were there Americans who oh, were going ballistic dude, at you? I think this is part of the reason it got so many views because it's like the conversation just fucking in the comment section, as you could imagine, just. Yeah. But I, I, I seriously haven't read any of it. I just see there's like thousands and thousands of comments, people arguing back and forth. And I'm like, keep, keep going, guys. This is yeah. good for the algorithm. I just tune out. Yeah, because you're like, it's, I just it's thought this would be funny. And they're all like, you're stepping on our liberties. Yeah. And I'm sure there's lots of like personal attacks in there as well yeah, and stuff. Of course. But you know, good good on them. Feel it's, free. It is their right to defend a broken system. And you know, who are we to stand in the way of them doing that? Loudly. Feel, what I feel bad about is that it, 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 in a way, it does feel like punching down somewhat. Like it's an observation that they really need to fix their healthcare system, but it could be interpreted as like, oh man, we've. <laughs> We're really dying out here, and also this fucking New Zealand yeah. is mocking us. I gotta but. say, it's a real representation for a fall from grace for a country when uh, Tim Bat joking about America <laughs> is punching. Like, how are the mighty have fallen? Um, but then, guy, you've also had this like fucking the the in all honesty 
probably, and I've seen you do comedy for a long time now, probably the best set I've ever seen you do. Luckily, some people thought to bring some TV cameras into the room for you to do it. Yeah. And uh, just this absolutely sensational set about the absurdity of television news that um, people have stood up and taken notice. Yeah, it was really uh, lucky's. Pro- I don't know if it's the right word, but you you know, a very fortuitous piece of timing when the best set you have in your life is also filmed for television. It's you put um, the work in. Yeah, I know, but it's not. Li- it's not likely, you know. Nearly yeah, always, yeah, your yeah. your best set is like in front of twenty people at a bar or something on a Tuesday. Um, yeah. No, that has been immensely gratifying, and then. I mean, you, I feel like your relationship to the stuff's so healthy. It didn't send me for a spiral, but it was so good. And then I had another great gig, and then I had another great gig, and then I had a massive bomb. And then, like, <laughs> I've been I've been going to therapy, and all of a sudden, like, all of the stuff that I've been working towards, it was all swirling around, and I was like, what am I doing? But I, I feel like um, I've opened my show down here in Wellington now. I've done two nights, and I feel better for, you know, I feel... I. I it's You're not doing all the thing. Settled forever, yeah, but I'm doing the thing now. And it's yeah, I mean it's so great. Like I on Twitter earlier, a guy called um Colin Lane, who's an Australian who's part of an Australian double act called Lano and Woodley. And when I was a boy, like a teenage boy, they had this uh sitcom aptly called Lano and Woodley. And it was like the funniest, it was my most favourite thing to watch for a year. And then he's found me. He followed me on the back of that clip. And then Fuck. he followed me. I immediately, I was like, I didn't even know he was on Twitter. I followed him back and I missed him. I was like, he's probably going to unfollow me. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> Colin Lane, huge fan. Used to watch you as a teenage boy. That rose. And that's, you know, I love that. Little moments like that are so, um, it's just so nice. It is gratifying, it's nice, isn't it? Because you do, there's a lot of eating shit in, in yeah, stand-up yeah. comedy. There's so much eating shit that it's, it's, uh, it's nice eventually when you get a couple couple wins yeah and you it sounds like you're hitting a lot of your shows right out of the screws i mean you've been working hard i've i personally think you're the best i've seen you oh cheers bud you're having a good yeah, time it's been fun like I, I i got so busy with this uh this other this fucking podcast, podcast thing i yeah. got hired on to that i didn't really have enough time to um properly do my um allotted work for, for the festival show that I wanted to do. But then, because I made my peace with that, I was like, well, I'm out of time. I can either get stressed about this or not. So I'm going to just decide to not. Yeah. And I think it kind of has, has helped. It's good. Look at us being healthy boys. Well, <laughs> we're, we're doing our best. Boys. We're trying. Yeah, man. And, I mean, speaking of the comedy festival, it would be remiss of us not to mention that we are doing a huge live Worst Idea show, the best host of all time, where we will compete to be anointed the superior podcast host, a judgment that will last from now until the end of linear time. And that is happening on Thursday, May 20, at Q Theatre in Auckland, New Zealand. If you're there, please buy a ticket. We have not sold as many as would be nice. And if you are not in Auckland and you want to join us, there's a fucking live stream because Tim Bat will not let anyone not get what they need. Um, and that is at worstideaofalltime.com. You can find live stream tickets there. And that will live online because that's not a convenient yes. time for everyone. Yeah, yeah. If you're in America, and statistically you are, um, <laughs> you can watch the If you're not in America right now, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Stop kidding yourself, guys. Just, you know, be honest with yourself. Um, 
yeah, buy a live stream ticket anyway because A, you'll get you'll get to watch it like on delay. Um, B, you'll get to watch it like indefinitely. Um, once I figure out exactly how that bit will will go, uh, but also C, you uh, with the ticket purchase also get the package of all the live shows we did in 2019 as well. Um, and those they look pretty good. The video actually is pretty sweet from those shows, dude. Like one of them's with Paul F. Tompkins. It's pretty slick. They look incredible, and also they're like they are a time capsule. They represent a totally different era of the world. Mm. Everyone's we're traveling across America, maskless, and there are venues full of people. It's sort of it's unbelievable to think. I watched the trailer the other day, and it made me feel really like a weird brand of nostalgia, where I kind of yeah. felt like really good and grateful at him, but also kind of sick and confused that it, just how much everything's changed. Yeah. But um, we, we're going to get back there. We'll get back to America. But in the meantime, please um, go to worstadioofalltime.com uh, and you'll see all the links for the stream and for the if you're in Auckland for the tickies themselves. Um, what else was... Oh, yeah. Should I tell people about the other thing? Do you know what I'm... T- you probably don't know what I'm talking about. The thing that's been sitting on an editing shelf for me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah why not? Should talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was fun. So it got a bit... It got a bit fucked up because um, I fully intended to, like, edit this and have it out in the world by now. But I think I might, at least for the first episode, like, try and maybe premiere it for that live stream. So if you, oh, if yeah, you nice. buy the live stream ticket, you, like, see it first, um, hopefully. And what it is is uh, Guy and I just kind of like what were we do? We were just we, kinda we were had... we were at, we were walking Rufus. We were at um, Grayland yeah. Park, and we were kicking around ideas because we were trying to create something which was not hell. To um... oh, it was it was also because we were in the throes of porn, and we were like, man, this is kind of grim. <laughs> yeah, it, which, what's the opposite? Yeah, and so we came up with a, a, a premise for a very a very limited run series called um podcast in a tree Mm. and at the tail end of 2020 tim and i found six lucky trees and uh we went out there with our recording equipment and we recorded six lucky podcasts with incredible segments like drugs in a tree and uh Podcast in a tree, guest on the ground. We got yes. some fantastic guests to stand on the ground while we were in the tree. And I mean, it's literally as simple as it sounds. Yeah. It's some of it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun to do. It, honestly, because we we took so many cameras with us. Yeah. Like it's essentially a small T V show. Yeah, it is kind of. It's like a it's like a really uh raw web series yeah. kind of thing. So not quite sure how that's going to flow out into the world, but I would say, like, I always, with these sorts of things, like to, at a minimum, put them out first on Patreon. Yes. Um, just because acknowledging that our, our Patreon dudes are the shit and keep me paying rent on time. And we love that. So We love that. We want to reward it. Uh, gratitude to everyone who's come with us so far should we should we read some uh messages some correspondence fucking a, a, a cool chilled out 14 minutes of pseudo admin of preamble mm. now i've got something here at the uh, worst idea of all time facebook page i love that facebook page and it's backdated 
April 28. Not bad. I've not read this before. I don't know what it's going to say. It reads as follows. I'm listening to episode 27 of the Emmanuel season. And one of your guests said they thought at one point they thought they could see something clamping the actress's vagina shut. Uh, now, was that Naomi who said that? I believe, I yeah, it was either Naomi or Hum. Uh, and it brought up a horrible hometown memory for me, which you'll be pleased to hear, Tim, is written about now. My city of Wichita, Kansas, is home to a chain of chiropractic offices run by the Dops Brothers. And in 2017, the sleaziest brother, Dan, announced that he'd invented a product that would help women with their disgusting periods. The invention was a glue lipstick that women were supposed to apply to their labia to glue them together and seal in their menstruation. And no, I'm not kidding. I swear to God, I've heard of this for some reason. Please see this article for all the gory details but rest assured that it was rightfully treated like a laughing stock though he still practices chiropractic medicine to this day and it is a forbes.com link um i'm not quite caught up on friend zones to know whether you've read my first message but i hope this little taste of midwestern america finds you well ta-ta maggie can you open that link to what i assume is the wichita tribune and tell me like roughly when this news story happened Feb 20, 2017. 2017. Maybe I just like saw it on Reddit or something, but this rings a big fat bell. And there's a... <laughs> so funny. Incredibly, like when you open up the Forbes article, the first thing you see is it says the headline and the author, and then uh, it says this article's more than four years old. And beneath that, it says tweet this. And the tweet, like they offer you, know how sometimes when you they want you to tweet out their story, they have like a programmed headline or whatever yeah the hyperlink for tweet this is a tweet that says does this man know the difference between a urethra and a vagina (laughs) 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 fuck you gotta keep an eye on those uh, chiropractors fucking do you what (laughs) that's a great message thank you Wichita who's that who's that person that's Maggie, and um, Maggie, thank you. I'm just going back to see she's referenced an earlier message that wasn't sure if we'd mm. read. Do you want me to cane through one while you have a browse, or do you want to stay on this? Kick, uh, well, this it's, nice to, it's nice to bracket it all as one. It is. It says it hello, is. Tim and Guy. I'm a long time listener. Couldn't tell you how long because I can barely remember last week, let alone when your dulcet tones first entered my ears. And first time mm. messenger, we haven't read this. Uh, but I wanted to commemorate that I just started paying the boys via Patreon. Thank you two you so fellas much, have brought me so much joy and so many giggles over the years, often helping me to distract myself from stressful life situations or just maintain my status as the main character of my neighborhood. Oh, no. I have read it. I remember that main character line. Fuck, it's so Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That sounds, that sounds um, very familiar. Well, Maggie, congrats. You got half of that one read for a second time. And also, thank you very much for that... Uh, Correspondence with that fucking what's his name? Maggie. Can you sing excuse me, guy, can you sing Maggie a little song to thank her? Maggie, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But my life, my love, and my lady is the sea. Sorry, Maggie, that song's actually about how I I 
I prefer the ocean to you. <laughs> Dear, spidely, guidely, widely, spoodly, goodly, tubly, and knifey, strifey, indie lifey. <laughs> Plus one to the number of PhD students who listen to the pod. I graduated recently. Congratulations. So I'm already a PhD. It just doesn't feel like it yet. I've listened to Five Hour Energy. Oh, sorry. I re-listened. <laughs> I, I think that the way you read it the first time is a pretty, like, it's a good sort of marker for what sort of person you are. <laughs> Do you like this tone as well that I'm putting for this person? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I've listened to Five Hour Energy. Oh, It was, of course, the origin of Michael and Patrick King. I legitimately don't remember that being the case, but that is good to know. <laughs> but I can say definitely that it was not the source of the name Mattress Pikelet King. The origin remains mysterious. Hmm. Live every day. Day every moment. You are the elements of the intersection of the set of people who are good and the set of people who are fuck. <laughs> Say my obviously fake name if you dare to attempt to pronounce it. Fuck P.S. I love and am terrified of bad guy from episode 17 of the Emmanuel Reviews. Hmm. I don't remember him. I remember him. (laughs) What was his deal? Uh, He was just a bad guy. um, I just remember him being labelled bad guy. And I remember me labelling him bad guy. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say... I think he talked about jizz a lot, probably. This season is not good for us. I I just want to say congrats on the fake name. It sounded like... Tim's internet connect, like you know, when an internet connection cuts out, it's like just removed all the vowels. Bit of that. Uh, this is a very brief one, and it says it just it's from Valerie, who's asking about uh, virtual tickets for the best host of all time, which we've already addressed. Worstsetteroftime dot com. We'll see you right. I T M. And now a lengthy tome. That reads as such, Hello, comic book guy and Timbo Jones. Thought it was high time I hashtag paid the boys, and so I am now a newly minted Twiwit patron. Thus, I am commemorating the occasion with a perfectly cromulent message. Incredible (laughs) use of cromulent. (laughs) I feel embiggened for having heard it. I'm laying it on a bit thick with Simpsons references here, or Simpies as I like to call it, but I'm letting my freak flag fly, as it is just so great to have found two more Simpsons enthusiasts and you beautiful, wonderful boys. I also wanted to mention that I embarked on what I feel is a Twiwit adjacent journey of my own in 2019, where I decided that I would watch all of the Simpsons episodes that had been released at the time as a summer project before I started back at uni. Fellas... It was not just a summer project. I think at that point there were 30 seasons out with around 22 episodes apiece. Surprising no one, it took me pretty much the entire year to watch all 660 episodes. Though I will admit that I skipped the clip show episodes. Judge me for it. I don't regret it. The girl's got to give somewhere. What are the clip show episodes? Uh, They're like ones 
like the flashback ones. Yeah, they're sort of, you know, the ones that they did on, like Friends had a similar formula where they didn't write a full episode. They just created a very thin framework that they would plug. They'd like reminisce about Greatest hits into, yeah, yeah. But they they generally do them at the end of the season, eh? Like if if Fox made them like... Oh, yeah, I actually, I can't really remember how they... Where they where they go? Anyway. I just remember they exist, but I don't remember any particular one. Um. Anyway, right. the letter continues. I was wondering, what are your guys' favorite episodes of The Simpies? Mine are the ones where Maggie's origin story is introduced, as well as the B Sharp's Barbershop Quartet episode. The one with Lisa's temporary teacher also tugs on my heartstrings. Clearly, I'm an early season hashtag stan. My God, Mr. Longst- Longstrom was that his name. Uh, Gabby would know. I certainly, I can't remember exactly. But I said, my God, the going got tough past season 12 or so. It's just not the same after that. Anyway, this message has gone on, has gone on long for far too long. And it didn't even talk about the potty. To that end, I'll thank you profusely for accompanying me through evenings, cooking dinner, walks with the dog, and all the times where I could not stop grinning in public like a deranged human being. I've been a fan of the both of you since the glory days of you live. Rest in peace. I, Fuck yeah, a kiwi. If I ever escape the dearth of culture that is Tauranga, I will be sure to catch a live show or two. Your friend and devoted Twiwat Simpsons fan, say my name, Gabby. P.S. I've amassed a humble bootleg Simpsons t-shirt collection over the years. Shout out to the second best pet shop store. I've sent a pic of my latest one, which is inspired by Matisse for you to appreciate. The dancers are Bart. And then, oh, it's that Matisse painting where... You know, all of the sort of lithe, muscle-bound, nude men are holding hands in a circle. Like, they're in a sort of abstract circle. They're holding hands on... It's. I, I mean, I'll send you the photo. Um, it's a beautiful T-shirt, and it's a beautiful piece of correspondence. So thank you so much, Gabby. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tim, what is you? What are you? Do you have any top shelf Simpsons episodes you can think of? And hmm, the 
The substitute teacher one is good. Um, there's, there's Dustin Hoffman, I think. Who yeah, yeah. It's a be- it's a very beautiful edits. episode. Because they you know that's the that's based on the graduate, which is why yeah. they got Dustin Hoffman to be the teacher. Um, which is I I watched that movie when I was a, a young teen. I tell you what, some titties in that film. Um, <laughs> they actually um, every, the end, everyone you, always says. Oh, you oh, go. go on. No, you go. Everyone always says monorail. I was going to say, and like it's good, but you know, yeah. Um, picking your top. Just while you're on the graduate, have you watched all of Starstruck yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. The, Looking forward the, to it. That is, of course, our friend Rose Matafeo, and well, it's her show that she made with Alice Sneddon with the BBC and Emma City, friend of the pod. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but Rose made a, a fucking rom com for BBC, and everyone loves it. It's so dude, cr- and you, for good reason. It. I've watched it. I watched it as a fan. Like I watched the, you know, you watch it because I wanted to support my friends and see what they'd made. But then within five minutes, I was just totally yeah. immersed in the world, and like. I didn't want to, you know, we watched Burn Through Five and then Chelsea and I didn't want to watch the last one because it meant we'd have to fucking yeah. wait another year like the plebs we yeah, are yeah. to, to s- keep spending time with the characters. It was, it's just like, I mean, of course it's brilliant. They're both brilliant, but it was, um, it totally went not beyond what I expected from them, but it was just so gratifying to see this perfect TV show that my our friends had made. Um and with respect to, oh, I was going to say that there's a there's a there's a, an homage or a nod to the graduate. I won't say where or when or what it is, oh, but cool. uh, there's a, a beautiful moment in the show. And uh, moreover, I I actually recently watched the um, B sharp barbershop quartet one, and it had a gag that I'd forgotten, which is one of my favourites, which is when the B sharps are singing in front of the Statue of Liberty, and uh, Homer says, "This next song goes to a very special lady. She's 200 <laughs> meters tall, weighs thousands of tons or whatever." And then there's just a person at the concert goes, "My God, this enormous lady will do, surely devour us all!" <laughs> and like jumps, jumps into the jumps water. into the water. Um, and it just, it, it, God, God Almighty, it tickled me. I love the episode where Homer, they, the family get um, put in witness protection, and uh, with Hank Scorpio, there's a lot of really, really A plus high quality moments in that. I also yeah, that that is real top tier. I love um, that the episode where Ho- the Bear Baron episode is incredible, where Homer yeah. start is up against that. Um, <laughs> I actually rewatched that recently because it was that New Yorker interview with uh, John Schwartzwelder, who's like that iconic reclusive writer, and I. Uh, Oh yeah, who's done like the most Simpsons of anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, that episode was absolutely brilliant. And then the, the episode where to, uh, Homer becomes the sugar, he he like mm. he collects a whole bunch of loose sugar from the back of a truck that crashes, and then it's like thinks he's going to become very wealthy from um, selling bootleg sugar. I mean, it's just you know, obviously, it's a brilliant show. You want to know one of my favorites is uh, I think it's called Eleven Short Stories About Springfield. It's the Pulp Fiction one. Yeah, that one's got a lot of a lot of good shit. They have a lot of like, yeah. That was when they were at their creative apex, and they were like, you know, they established what they were doing, and then were still invigorated and had a lot of fun with it. It's odd to think what The Simpsons is for people now who didn't grow through its, you know, this golden age where it's like just. This mate, this probably quite bland mainstay. It's like there's no actual relationship to it other than it just exists in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, 
used to be good, folks. And hopefully, God willing, it'll happen to Guy Pe- and I, I one day. Yeah, people have people have said that it's good again. I, I so I keep hearing, but anyway. Hey, here's an email from Jack. Jack says, "Hey, Guy. Oh, and hey, Tim. And hey, Guy." I sent the below email sometime last season, but I don't think you guys ever saw it. Apologies if you have since read it. Might be a little long, so no need to read it out on the friend zone, but do read it yourself and give the attached audio file a listen as I think you will be amused. <laughs> I look forward to this. I wanted to share with I wanted to share with you something my friend emailed me a few months ago. English isn't her first language, so just roll with any minor imperfections if you read this out. Keep in mind, she has never listened to the pod when she wrote this. She knew nothing of Coffee Guy. Okay, um, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I'm trying to figure out if I can... Could you hear that? No. On your headphones, what I just put through? I'm trying to figure out how to... Um... I don't know how to blast it through to you is the problem. Everyone else will hear it. Wait, what about what about this? Can you hear that? No, I can't hear it. Maybe I'll forward it to you so you can you can listen at the same time. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So if you go into your emails, guy, can you open up this email I just sent you? Also, while you're getting that ready, um, this is uh, the relevant section of her email is as follows: I just saw an exhibition, Exquisite Pain, by Sophie. Uh, if they're Spanish, I'm going to assume that's K E C A L L E. And there's a link here for the exhibition. Multiple friends have told me that I definitely, I would definitely like her art, but I never had a chance to go to her actual show. So I'm glad I could finally see it. And my friends were right. I liked her works. Her works are kind of autobiographical, and I liked how she presented her story with photographic works and texts. Yet, sometimes it is unclear if the story is real or fiction or both. Also, the artist controls the audience experience of the show very well. It was quite refreshing for me because Art Centre Ongoing doesn't work with this type of artists. Uh, We tend to work with artists whose work push audience to think what it is, not simply give direction of what to feel. I assume this person works Mm. at Art Centre Ongoing. The exhibition reminded me of the time I used to want to make documentary of everything I see and experience. Anyway, I started writing this email at the cafe. I just got to put pause there. How to with John Wilson on HBO is a show that literally is built around that premise and it was the most original television show I've seen in my life. It's hard to track down from New Zealand. If you're in America or somewhere else, it's easy. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. How did, how did we watch it? Um, legally. Did we torrent In it? short, did we, we watched it, it legally and happily. It was really good stuff. Uh, anyway, I started writing this email at the cafe after seeing the show. While I wait for my coffee, I was getting annoyed by the background music. They were playing reggae music. I don't hate reggae, but it's a kind of music people would listen to, would like to listen to after getting back from a sentimental journey, carefully presented by a French artist. <laughs> oh, it's not the kind. Um, I couldn't stand the memory of what I just saw faded by the music, so I left the cafe before finishing my coffee and had to go back to the gallery to regain the feeling of the show. So that's the end of the friends email. And then we're back in the non-sub email. Please give a shout out to Yuki for the real life coffee guy story and my sister 
Kaye or, or Kaylee for introducing me to the podcast and enjoy the ensuing madness. See audio attachment. Uh, Guy, if you're ready, I will play that for myself and all of us now. I got a big old squeeze of bub juicy brain. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like oh my, my God. I felt like my brain was like collapsing into a supernova listening to that. That was absolutely incredible. That fuck is a sensation. We should um with permission, we should just publish that as a pure audio file oh on Twitter. God. Oh my god, that was so fucked. <laughs> that was really intense. Hey, thank you so much for that. Um so thank thanks Kaylee, thanks Jack. Um, thanks, uh, Yuki. That was beautiful. <sighs> Fuck me. Do you ever have that experience, guy, where you go in, uh, say, to an art gallery, and then you, you go to the cafe, but the vibe's wrong? So you're like, oh, I got, I got, I'm trying to process what I just uh, said. I can't. Not, not precisely with art galleries, but I know the sensation where you've, you've had an experience and you, know, you want to sit in that moment for as long as possible, and then some, there's something that is a block for that. Um, Famously, Guy went and saw Nanette and then um, hired the illicit services of a prostitute <laughs> who was posing as a masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happened in Melbourne a few years ago and he was like, man, the vibe is off. No, this Tim's Tim's pulling your leg, everybody. No, I'm not. I'm not. I actually did see. I saw one of the earliest versions of Nanette. I saw it at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, um, and it was one of the most intense live shows I've ever seen. It was before you know. I didn't even know what to expect. I just had an opportunity to go and see this show by Hannah Gadsby. You did. So, did you see it more than once, or did you just see it in Brizzy? Because I remember you keep telling me to go and see it in Melbourne, and I yeah, couldn't. I just because you were like, "This is probably the greatest show I've ever seen in my yeah, life." Yeah, I just saw it in Brisbane. But it was, you know, it's like it's a very unique relationship to it where obviously it became this huge phenomenon and everyone, mm. you know, had expectations or knew what they were going to watch. But just going and, you know, just like happening upon it was yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Crazy. It was so intense. And like, you know, seeing someone with that level of control and like hold tension in the room like that was um was remarkable. Anyway, I got one one more, which is in the Twitter at Twiowat Pod. And then should we call it an ep? Sure thing, baby. Sounds good to me. Here it goes. Hey there, you two wonderful masochists. I just wanted to share with you guys how delighted I am by your current season focusing on the Emmanuel series. You've spoken of your youthful experiences finding them after hours on one of your New Zealand channels, and I have such a strong and similar experience here in the States. 
For us, it was a titillating trilogy of premium cable channels, HBO, Showtime, and the star of the show... Cinemax. Cinemax. This channel has always had way less prestige than the other two, commonly referred to as Skinemax, and actually shifting its branding after 11pm, at least in the early 2000s, to Cinemax After Dark. Anyway, I remember staying up later than my parents on the weekends to watch these, justifying it was the true fact that they used only showed the good anime late night on weekends. Justifying it using the true fact that they used to only show the good anime on weekends. Uh, but it was all a clever ruse. Instead, I would turn the volume off and tune into whatever random softcore was playing on the late night channels, from The Mummy's Kiss to Busty Detectives to episodes of Red Shoe Diaries, hosted by David Duchovny for some reason, to, yes, Emmanuel. Now, for some reason, the only bits I remember experiencing of what I now know to be an extensive franchise are as follows. The first couple of originals with Sylvia Christel, the Emmanuel and Space films with Krista Allen, your most recent episode, Emmanuel and Rio. Man, that last one was a doozy. It stood in stark contrast to the other two. A classic old-school erotica series in a very of-the-times, light-hearted, cheap sci-fi romp. It has always stood out in my brain, stuck forever in places. My young brain tried desperately to understand how this could possibly have anything to do with the rest. The insane dialogue, performed insanely by the cast, shook me to my very core and continues to rattle around in my brain. Sometimes the song from the music video will pop up in my head and I'll spend hours (laughs) trying to remember where it's from. (laughs) To hear you two be equally baffled by it has really brought some joy to these terrible times, so thanks for doing what you do and keep on keeping on. I'd say that I hope you come to Nashville, Tennessee next time you can tour America, but I honestly hope to have left this conservative nightmare of a state sooner rather than later and return to my ancestral homeland of the northeastern United States. Still terrible, but lazily liberal at best. Shout my name from the top of Christ the Redeemer's sculpted erection, Casey W. <laughs> I would love to go to Nashville, man. I went to Nashville. You went on that recent trip you did, eh? Yeah, we spend a we've spent a fantastic night in Nashville. Like I've actually got a I I kept a diary of that whole drive. We got a really good tip. We stayed in a beautiful motel. Fuck, had an amazing. I remember I had an amazing coffee and uh, baked good at some cafe there. I should see if I can find the diary. I oh, no, I won't. But um, really loved the place. Had a had a had an incredible night and saw some saw a lot of live music actually. Met some yeah. real friendly guy who was like, "You got to come watch my dad play drums." And then we went and watched his dad play drums with him and his mum. And and it was awesome. And then the guy he was so lovely, and we were getting along so well. But the guy was like, "Hey, um, what do you reckon? Should I get in the car and keep driving across America with you guys?" It was me and my friend oh, Ken. Wow. And we were like, yeah, that's a nice idea, man, but <laughs> not really the co-papa. Yeah. I <laughs> not the journey we're on this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But love the the friend. warmth and you know, I, I it's yeah, I love the idea of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Kiwi response. Oh, I really like the idea of it, but yeah. Jesus Christ, absolutely not. Quite right. Um Um I would love to visit the great state of Tennessee and God willing, one day I will, and uh, you know, we'll perform. We'll do something there, so you can hang out. Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. Would... I miss America. I'm at Miss America. Just call me Miss America because I miss America. That is really good. I uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting now watching is some you know the foundations have been shaken pretty seriously, but some version of normalcy returns and. 
it was quite nice for a year. The, not nice is the wrong word, but just conceptually, it was every, everything being shut down really blocked the opportunity to be have FOMO or like look at you know your friends' lives and different places and think you know it was it was an interesting time and then now as everything reopens i think i look back at you know when i was in new york and i'm like god it would be nice to spend a day in new york Mm. it's hard to be jealous of someone when everyone's locked in their houses but guy found a way to be jealous of his past self yeah i work hard i work hard to be jealous of myself uh, thank you so much for listening. Tim, I've really, really enjoyed catching up with you. I've been missing you, and so it's nice to spend some too, time. Man. We haven't been able to hang out recently. Been uh, too busy, but I tell you what, we're soon going to take the stage at Auckland's Q Theatre to determine which one of us is the better host of this podcast, and it's an exciting proposition. It's a live reunion show. Where the re- we've got guests too. Where the reunions competition, we've got the best guests. We've got the best guests. We've got Chris Parker. We've got Eli Matthewson of the male gaze fame. They'll be putting us through our partnership paces. We've got Madeline Sami and Jackie Van Beek of the Breaker Uppers and myriad other projects fame. And it is being compared by the wickedly talented, the one and only Rhys Matthewson. Rhys Matthewson. Who's one of <laughs> one of our nation's greatest comics, and also yes. will be appearing on an episode of Podcast in a Tree. Mm. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So, how about that? That does it for us, folks. Um, on the very off chance you're hearing this in Auckland, because uh, maybe I'll put this out today. Come see my show if you can. There's still some tickets available. Yeah, you got to do it. And if you're in Auckland or Wellington, just go see some shows for the Comedy Festival, okay? You kind of can't go wrong this year because they've, they've tightened up the programming. Everyone's good. It is an, inc- okay. an incredible year for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's enough of us. That's enough. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.